Welcome to another edition of No Block Sports. I'm your host, Jason Green. It has been a bit since I've been on the mic. It's been around uh, three weeks. Listen, just been really busy with a, a lot of writing stuff. As always, you can always see my content at J underscore Green 4599 on Twitter. Um, I just got announced as an NBA um, sports betting writer for Pickwise. Go shoot them a follow. I'm obviously still doing my regular NFL betting stuff, my Sixers Nation stuff. So I've been busy and obviously working now a 9 to 5. So I've been busy just, you know, haven't found the time for uh, to do a podcast. And I said that last week. I'm dropping this episode today. So it's my NBA uh, preview predictions box, uh, episode. This is, if you're new, this is the third year that I've done this. Um... I don't think I've gotten the NBA champion right once because one year it was uh oh no I I did get the Lakers the one year when they're in the bubble obviously I did not predict the bubble I had the Brooklyn Nets last year being LA Lakers obviously Brooklyn didn't get it done um but let's go we're gonna continue the streak um last year I didn't get any of the awards winners right off the top of my head I should have gotten one with Ben Simmons defensive player of the year. And I'm going to do that. So basically, I'm going to give you my predictions, 1 through 15 to each conference. I'm going to give you my awards winners and NBA Finals winners, and that's it. And in this, I'm always going to give key things that I'm looking for throughout the season. So let's go to the N. Oh, wow, to the NFC of Stolen Football Mind. Let's go to the Eastern Conference first. And first, we got in the 15th spot, going 22 and 60, I have the Detroit Pistons. Listen, Dwayne Casey and his group, it's not the process Sixers because they have a – in their first year, but it's clear that Cade Cunningham's the guy. But it's a Cade Cunningham show. Him and um Jeremy Grant are the only two. Him, Jeremy Grant, Steve Bain, Clayton Haynes are the only players I see that are getting guaranteed minutes. Everybody else is going to be fighting for minutes. And teams like this are more exciting than you think. Um it's because everyone's fighting for the NBA lives. I can name you two players all for Josh Jackson, Hamido Diallo, two picks from big time schools, Kansas, Kentucky, all the talent in the world who just haven't found the right spot for whatever reason, uh, underperformed. And Josh Jackson played pretty well for the Pistons last year, and he gets to keep his NBA dreams alive. I'm interested to see Cade Canning what he do. Um, he had a little ankle injury, so I don't think he's going to be ready for game one. I don't know. Not a lot of high expectations. Less than 22 and 60 is where I see them going, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not going to be that. But what I want to see from Cade Cunning is the development of his offensive game. What I mean by that is he only averaged, he averaged less than four assists per game in college. I said that's my biggest factor. Can he be the main facilitator on the team? I want to see that number up to five and six in the MS year with the increased pace of play that compared to college and obviously um his the more up and down game, right? The more we're getting increased play play, they're moving up and down, and obviously the better quality shot making. So the Joy Pistons, 22 and 60. All right, in 14th, I have the Orlando Magic at 23 and 59. New head coach Jamal Mosley takes over uh, Steve Clifford. They have one little decisiveness, one little issue. Ready? Which guard is going to play? Here's They have a lot of guards. Ready? Fultz, Marco Fultz, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, and they just drafted Jalen Suggs and Fraz Wagner. That's six guards for probably four spots. Now, you could also make the argument that all these guys are going to play, and Gary Harris is going to pay a lot of money, so they kind of want to up his trade value to then ship him off. But for Anthony Hampton and Fultz, who also Fultz, you paid a decent amount of money, and Suggs and Wagner, you're playing Suggs right away. And I think you're playing Fultz because you gave him the money because see what he's about. So that leaves Cole Anthony and RJ Hamden. And Frank Wagner is more of a project to me. But you got a lot of guards, right? It's kind of in Cleveland. It's a little bit more, you know, younger and not as high of expectations for me. Even though I don't think the Cowboys are going to be good. And I'm going to get to them in a second. But, you know, it's you got, you got, you got to start weaving. 
right? Because if Marco Fultz can't beat out Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton and Suggs, well, you gotta you gotta go get rid of them, right? So I think Magic did a good first step. Obviously, they're also getting Jonathan Isaac back. They just gave Wendell Carter a huge extension. I like young teams. I do. People always think they're boring to watch. I watched the process sixes for a long time. Young teams can be really exciting, um, especially when a lot of people are vying for roster spots. So 23 and 59 is where I have the Orlando Magic. All right, next I have 13th. I have the Cleveland um, Cavaliers. All right, so I don't know what the Cavs are doing, right? They've gone all bigs. Evan Mobley, the third overall pick. Obviously, still have Kevin Love. They can't get rid of him. Just signed Jared Allen to that big deal. Then they got Laurie Marketing. And then, of course, they had to sign Taco Fall. Obviously, he's not going to play, but they had to go get him. Right? They got rid of Larry Nance Jr. I, the Cavs are so weird to me because I like Garland. I like Sexton. I like Evan Mobley. I like Jared Allen. But I don't like them all together. I like Chatty Osman. I like Isaac Okoro. Like, I like all these guys. But I... I just don't like him as a team, as a fit. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors about Colin Sexton, about he's not a good teammate, he's a ball hog, and all they do is they just let him go at it because they know he won't pass the ball. I think this is last year. They just came out today. They didn't even sign him to um, um, free agent, uh, restricted tender, right, given the extension. So I think he's going to be traded midseason. But for J.B. Bickerstaff, it's just tough. You're not you got talent, you got young talent, but they just haven't been able to gel. But they've been playing much better defense since JB Bickerstaff has been there. So I'll give him credit on that. But 28-54 is where I see them. All right, the 12th spot, I have the Washington Wizards. New head coach Wes Unseld Jr., obviously the son of uh, NBA Hall of Famer Wes Unseld, takes over for Scott Brooks. Listen, this is a whole new roster for Bradley Beal. Russell uh, Westbrook is gone, and incoming is Kuzma, KCP, Harrell, and you got Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, he missed a lot of the year, the 20 ACL. Plus, you added Corey Kersberg. Denny Ajvia takes the next step. The biggest thing in the Scott Brooks era was they couldn't play defense. And that's a product of Beal not being a very good defender. Kuzma's an okay defender. KCP, Harrow. I don't know if they're going to be able to fix that. I don't know how good Dinwiddie's going to be as a defender coming off a torn ACL, losing his quickness. But I will tell you that Dinwiddie and Beal can both average... Beal obviously averaged around 20 to 30 a game, but Dinwiddie can also average 20 a game. I think it's going to be a much better backcourt than people think, and people forget Spencer Dinwiddie at one point was one of the clutchest players in the NBA off game-winning shots, and I saw him kill my Sixers you know, over and over again. So he can hit big shots that I don't think Russell Westbrook was able to do or John Wall was able to do. That for Bradley Beal, and I honestly mean that. People are like, oh, that's crazy. There's a difference. He's a tough shot maker at the end of the games. Um... I think you're going to see a revitalization of Montrez Harrell and Kuzma's a definite third scorer on this offense. Um, before in the Lakers, where everyone thought he was going to be a third scorer, he wasn't. But now you're the legit third scorer. You know your role. 34-48 and 48 is not a bad record for this team, but it's an interesting one because you're not in the playoffs. You're not competing. Bradley Bill says they want to leave. You have some young talent. Tommy Shepard's done a pretty good job, the general manager. But is it going to be enough for Beal to say, hey, it's just time to move on. All right, 11, Toronto Raptors, 37 and 45. Last year, I just thought Nick Nurse would do a better coaching job um, than what they did the Raptors. And maybe now that's just bias. I don't think they get done. And maybe they could surprise me this year. But look, Kyle Lowry's gone. That's the heart and soul of your team. Right, The heart and soul of your team for the last eight years is gone. You replaced them with Corn Dragic and Precious Achua. Obviously, you drafted Scotty Bonds with the fourth overall pick. Their lineup... Their length and versatility of Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, uh, Scotty Barnes, and Precious Achua might be 
the most athletic, versatile four, like four, like like four through five in the NBA. I'm serious. Do you want to know how to build a defensive roster? That's them. Now it's gonna take time. Fred Van Vliet is still there. Can OG Anobi finally take the? I, I you've been listening to the last two years of my NBA previews. I have been calling for <clears throat> OG Anobi been most improved player of the year every single year. And it just hasn't yet happened yet. He gets so close every single year. He gets just he's getting better and better. Is this theory finally breaks out? I think 3745 is not bad. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think there's younger teams a bit more exciting, like like I'll get to next, that I think just have a little bit more potential. Maybe not as good of a coach. If Nick Nurse can do a coaching job like he did in 26, uh, 2017, 2018, um, I think this team actually is a dark horse to make the playoffs. But I don't think Dragic will be there. And I wouldn't be shocked if Fred Van Fleet was dealt as well. So that's a team look after the Toronto Raptors. And finally, they go back to Toronto and play. First time in a long time. All right, number 10, I got the Charlotte Hornets. It's LaMelo's world and we're just living in it. Listen, no more Devontae Graham. I don't think that's a bad thing. He was an inefficient shock chucker. You get the scoring back with James Booknight and, and Kelly Oubre, and you're building this team around LaMelo with more versatile scorers, right, in Booknight and Oubre, and plus Kai Jones, a very up, you know, jumpy big man to run with LaMelo Ball with, like, Miles Bridges, those are jumpy athletic guys. I like the way they're building this team. I think LaMelo Ball might make the all-star team this year. I think he's a little, you know, uh, because he, I think he's that talented. I, I really do. I think he has top 10 player in the NBA potential. And I think he's everything we thought Lonzo would be. And he proved that that rookie year. The kid is special. Um, the kid's got the touch, um, the charisma, uh, the continuity with teammates and players. You can see how they love playing with him. And I think they take a, a closer step to get into the playoffs this year at 39 and 43. Uh, my ninth seed is the Indiana Pacers. I like everything about this Pacers team and with new head coach Rick Carlisle. The starting lineup of Brogdon, Levert, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Miles Turner is a top 10 starting lineup in the NBA, and I mean that. Adding that with Jeremy Lamb and TJ McConnell, and you have a good seven-man rotation. The issue is they can never stay healthy. And pro- adding Aaron Holiday and all that, like you're eight deep, but they just can never stay healthy. And they have no significant changes except the coach. And I think... Miles Turner's always in trade things. I think this is the year he uh, he gets traded. So gone. So 40 and 42, just because I'm going to bank on them not staying healthy this year. Number eight, the Chicago Bulls entering the playoffs for the first time since 2014, I believe. Um, listen, this is a big year in Chi-Town. Big year for a couple reasons. One, you got a big name free agent, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Crusoe. Those are three good, solid pickups. You let go of Wendell Carter. You let go of... Uh, Larry Marketing, obviously Carter's gone on the trade deadline, and obviously Vucevic. The big three of Levine, Vucevic, and DeRozan should be able to get you in the playoffs. That's the truth. I know it's just the eighth seed. But the truth is, if you can't make the playoffs this year, right, what is Zach Levine going to do? Because what, what's he going to say? I couldn't make the playoffs with Vucevic an all-star, and DeRozan the former all-star, and you got me Lonzo Ball, and I got Patrick Williams, and Kobe White. I got all these players, and I still can't make We still can't make it. I'm out of here. So it's a big year for Chicago to prove it, that you can win for Zach Levine before he calls out. And I think they barely get it done at 43 and uh, 39. All right, the seventh seed, I have the New York Knicks. They added what they needed to do. Leon Rose, the smart job. You had a clear, um, um, clear non, wow, clear hole in uh, scoring at the guard position. And they added Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, two guys that can get you 20 points in any night. 
The next step is obviously they they outplayed what they were supposed to do. They outperformed it. Can you get the young guys to take the next step? Obi Toppin, Mitch Robinson, who actually play Mets, and Kevin Knox, who may never play. But the truth is, the thing I'm looking at is that RJ Barrett's not, he was never the primary facilitator, the main ball handler, but he's going to have the ball a lot less in his hands now with Kemba Walker there, and now Derrick Rose also. So I, I think it might stun his development a little bit. And the same thing with Julius Randle. Like, now it's not a guarantee that Julius Randle is the go-to guy at the end of the game. Like, it's going to change a little bit in New York. I think it's going to get a little bit to get used to in, in, in the Big Apple. But 44 and 38 is where I think they are. Uh, number six, Atlanta Hawks. I think everyone thinks that this team is going to set the world on fire after their big run, and their over-under is 47.5. I would be shocked if they hit that over there. Um, can they continue the momentum of last season? They end 30 and 12 then the year. It's a 60-win pace. That's absurd. But And their young guys, listen, they've ruined their improve. The young guys can't get better. Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Onangwaku. I mean, they have room to go grow with Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari and John Collins. It's an exciting team, right? It's a really exciting team. I I just think they played out of their minds. I, I really do. I think they just played out of their minds, and I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that. I really do. I just think they played out of their minds. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's what they did. I just think 46 and 36, sixth seed is where they belong. Uh, highest I see them is the fifth seed. Nothing higher than that. So sixth seed for the Atlanta Hawks, 46 and 36. Uh, number five, I have the Boston Celtics uh, at 47 and 35. New head coach Ime Udoku uh, takes his first year at the helm. Obviously, Kemba Walker's gone. We just mentioned that. This is a big year for the duo of Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown because I don't know how good they are. That, like, I mean, that's the nicest way. They made the Eastern Conference Finals twice. That was with a really good roster. And now the roster's getting weaker and weaker, and these guys have to step up. And be the superstars that they were. They weren't superstars when they made these conference finals. Now they're stars and you know both all stars. Um, and in coming Darren Schroeder and Josh Richardson, Al Horford returns, and now Marcus Smart is running the point guard in the new regime. Um, I think it's just a big year. Um, I think if Tatum, if the Celtics can win fifty plus games, I think Tatum could be in the MVP conversation. I don't see it. I think both of them will make the All Star team this year. I think both of them average twenty five plus per game. And I see a big year for both of them. But I think it's just a big year. I'm going to bank on them being really good. And those two, because I think they're both that good. But I'm just putting the perspective out there that it's a big year for them. Because life comes at you fast, right? Next thing you know, the Heat already overtook you, right? When they weren't supposed to, when you had more young talent. Um, the Bucks and the Nets are continuing the rise. Eventually, they'll fall off. And now the Hawks are all, might come, you know, past you already. So... Life comes at you fast in the NBA, and it's going to prove how good these guys are for the future of this team. Number four, the Miami Heat, the team that might have had the best offseason by far. They added a huge piece in Kyle Lowry. They got P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris, let Andre Godala go. They're legit eight deep. Lowry, Tucker, Markeith Morris, obviously Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anyone, but they're just legit deep. I, I mean, they're just deep. Um, they only lost one key contributor in Gordon Dragic. Obviously replacing with a better player, a more winning player in Kyle Lowry. I, I like everything about this team. They have defensive versatility in Tucker and Bam Adebayo in the 4-5, and five, where Tucker can play the small ball 5, Adebayo's out. Um, obviously, they have a clutch player in Jimmy Butler. I think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson play a little bit better than they did in the year before. I like everything about this team. I wouldn't be shocked if they outperformed this and won 55-plus games to really set a message to the league. But I think 15-32, just a little bit to get it going. 
a lot of new faces, a lot of new big new faces, just to get it going. And also, it's you know, I see a little spacing issue uh, between Lowry, Butler, and Bam out of bounds. It's three guys that aren't elite shooters, right? A lot of mid-range. Lowry, I know, is a lot of three-point shooter, but it's going to take a little bit to get used to. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. We just mentioned they lost P.J. Tucker. But they had a really good ad in Grace Allen. He was really starting to find his own in Memphis at the end of the year. Um, they brought back George Hill. Is there going to be a championship hangover? I don't see it. Um, anyone looking at Giannis's jumper? I got a couple of friends were sending me. Jesus, it looks better. I don't know how it took him to win a championship to finally get that thing going a little bit, but it looks smoother. It looks like there's no hitch. If he's in fadeaway jumpers, man, watch out. Best player in the world. Here we come. Um, obviously, there are threes, top five in the league, and any point, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, or Giannis can all win you a game. Um, Grace Allen's a good get. Um, they lost Bryn Forbes. Uh, I just I like their team. I think George Hoyle is a good backup point guard. Um, he's better than Jeff Teague, who was barely used. Um, I like this team. I like this team with Mike Boonehoser. Do I think they repeat? No. But I think the three seed is once again the 54-28 range is where 50, the 53-57 win range is where they belong. Two, I got the Brooklyn Nets at 54 and 28. I would have the Brooklyn Nets at a 60 win team if Kyrie Irving wasn't an issue. I think this team would be like 66 and 16. I have no doubt about that. But it's just, it's the. I tweeted this. There's a lot of ways to be a team killer. Uh, can we can we just agree that Kyrie Irving is more of a team killer than Russell Westbrook? Like, seriously, Russell Westbrook gets hit and hit for being a team killer. But goddamn, Kyrie Irving was the reason that the Cavs fell apart. Kyrie Irving said he wanted to stay with Boston for the rest of his career and just left. And now he's having trouble with the Nets. It's just there's three ways to do it, man. There's multiple ways to be a team coach. It's just not your play on the court. He's fine. I mean, a lot of people like playing with him. It is what it is. Listen, they did a good job. They added Patty Mills and Marcus Aldridge, let Jeff Green go, Blake Griffin's back, um, let DeAndre Jordan go. They're they're an interesting team. They are. Um, obviously, I think Kevin Durant, you could argue, is the best player in the world. Best player not. James Harden, you have two top five, top six players in the league with Kyrie Irving there or not there. I think this team's a 50-win-plus team. That's how deep they are. With Kyrie Irving there, they'll win the championship. Um, with Kyrie Irving not there, they'll probably still win the championship, and that's the truth. Should have won it last year. Kevin Durant's foot uh, wasn't yeah, on the line. So 54-28 and 28 is where I see the Brooklyn Nets. All right, last team is the Philadelphia 76ers in the one seed, 55-27. and 27. This is no bias, okay? I know I'm a Sixers fan. But the truth is, they're bringing back everybody. Ben Simmons is back. The only person they're not bringing back is Dwight Howard. And you replace him with Andre Drummond and Georges Niang. There's continuity on this roster. Now, is this, this could easily blow up in my face that Ben Simmons gets traded earlier. He causes such a ruckus on the court that they can't get anything done. And that's correct. But if Ben Simmons wants to get his trade um thing up right it's trade value up he's gonna have to play well he's gonna have to play really well and i think that leads obviously to sixers wins right if he plays well it leads to sixers wins and does what it does i think that um this team's gonna be really good once again and once again they need the one seed they proved even with the one seed they couldn't get done they want that one seed back because they need that home court advantage they're not better than brooklyn they're not better than miami and you can make the argument they're not even better uh sorry brooklyn milwaukee and miami now Right? You can make that argument, and the Hawks would feel just fine playing them in a series again. So you're talking about five of the, uh, four of the five other teams at the top of these conference who won't have an issue playing with you, so you got to go vie for that one spot. So uh, that is my uh, Eastern Conference predictions. All right, let's get into uh, my Western Conference now. Same thing, 15-1. Uh, I think the Western Conference this year is all still a little better than the East. Um, ever since LeBron went to the West, East obviously got... 
um, a lot better. The Sixers took the lead. The Bucks like took a little championship lead. The Nets. I mean, it's much better. The Heat. So, but I still think the West is the deeper conference, and we'll obviously get into that real quick. So, we'll start with my 15. That's the Houston Rockets. Got them 26 and uh, 56. This team is going to be fun to watch. Steven Silas, people forget when he was the Randy offense with Rick Carlisle and the Mavericks. They had the number one efficient offense in NBA history. You have Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood. That's a lot of offensive talent. That you have Daniel House. I think they're going to be able to score 100 to 10, 150 points per game. I just don't think they're going to play a lick of defense. I think this is going to they're going to play a fast pace. I think Jalen Green can easily average 20 points per game in his uh, rookie campaign. I'm a big fan of his game. Huge fan. Now, why I think they fall so low, and I'm actually a fan of their talent, is I don't think Wood, or Wood could be traded. I think, obviously, I don't think John Wall, Daniel House, and Eric Gordon will be there the entire year. I think they flip them for picks, flip them for younger talent. But watch out for Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. That is going to be in fun, exciting uh, backcourt to watch, especially in the future. All right, 14, Oklahoma City Thunder. I have them 27 to 55. I think they're better than this. I do, but I think it's the same way. There's the mindset of the Sam Hinkie, Sam Prestia mindset. They're just going to keep getting draft picks. Listen, they tried to trade. It came out. They tried to trade SGA for the first overall pick in the draft. They didn't want to pay him, really, but no one really wanted him and do that for that margin. So they said, all right, we'll pay him, and maybe he can change the play while we can flip him. Um, I like Josh Giddey's game a lot, but it's going to be interesting to see him paired up with SGA, who gets the more ball-dominant Role and then the next thing is just continuing to develop younger talent. Poseski, Darius Basil, and Lou Dork. Can they continue to take the next step? And we'll see where honestly this goes. I think they could win more than 27 games. I I think they can get to the 30 mark this year, but I'm gonna go 27 because usually at the end of the year they'll just tank their way. Um, all right, 13, the San Antonio Spurs. This really killed me. I thought they'd be better last year. It's just got to admit it's time. I like Dejounte Murray, I like Derek White. I like Devin Vassell. Um, I love Keldon Johnson. And when I get to my awards, you'll see why. But I'm a huge fan this year. This man is due for a breakout year. Um, Luka Samancic. I mean, the rumors this is Pops last year to this year and next year. It's just an end of an era. Uh, it's a slow dying breed. I've seen them make the playoffs last year. They're going to be fun to watch some nights because they got, they got a lot of guard talent. But I, I think a lot of trades are going to be. I think Derek White will definitely... Uh, be gone. They just simply don't know have enough talent in the deep west. They can't avoid really any injuries. I think they could be 500. If anything goes wrong, then they'll just deplete. All right, number 12, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, new head coach once again, and Willie Green. But once again, I have no faith in this team. I have no faith in the make the plus year four. I have no faith in the make the plus this year. Listen, Zion's already out the first two to two to half weeks. Can't stay healthy. No one even knows if he's shaping after that. But I will say this. David David Griffin made some awful moves. I think I tweeted about the Bledsoe and uh, Sam uh, whatever Samuel Adams, Stephen Adams. Jesus, Sam Adams the beer. Stephen Adams' move was horrific. Both of them didn't fit Zion. Valanciunas has a little bit more to his game and can fit Zion a little bit more. And I'll say Devontae Graham a catch and shoot three point shooter fit Zion. You need to play. He comes from a warrior system. You need to play Zion at the five, make him the point forward at the end of the games, and run the ball through him, pace and space. The question is, is Zion in good enough shape to do that? That has yet to be seen. Um, 
Also, they got good younger guards. Letting go of Bledsoe and Lonzo Wall, I didn't think it was that big of a deal when you got Kira Lewis and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who can potentially step up. They're going to be an interesting team. They're not ready for the postseason yet. Brent Ingram will obviously be a good 20-point-per-game scorer, but every year they don't make the playoffs is every year people think Zion is coming out, and it's already year three, which means one more year after this, and it really starts. The rumors really start to get big. All right, um... Let's go to my 11th uh, team now, Western Conference. That's the Sacramento Kings. The Kings are like the Cavs to me. I really like the roster and a lot of people on their team. They have so many good guards. Uh, Darren Fox, 20-point against score. Buddy Hill to 18-point uh, score with 40% from three. Halliburton, third in the rookie year, 15-5. and five. And Davion Mitchell, I'm a huge fan of. I think he can be a future defensive player of the year. Starting guard on a uh, really good first-team all-defender on a playoff team. They gave Rashawn Holmes, they got Tristan Thompson. It really comes down like, if Marvin Bagley can be the guy who's supposed to be the number two off pick, I think this team has a shot to make the playoffs. Because I think they have enough guard talent in a league where you need guards, right, to keep you in games. They just don't have, they're just so outclassed in the big man position, which isn't that big of a deal in today's NBA, but it's monumental. It's monumental. Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley are just not going to get it done versus all these teams in the West. So 38 and 44. And also, I'm not a fan of Luke Wallen. I think he gets fired um, by the end of this year. So 38 and 44 is where I have the Sacramento Kings. 10, Minnesota Timberwolves. I have them better than people think. I thought Chris Finch did a pretty good job from the Timberwolves situation. It was a weird, very weird um, situation. I haven't really seen them. They hired him from the Raptors. Um, I like the combo of D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Canley Towns. Those three could easily get you 70 points per game. And I think you got to buy into playing defense. And I, Malik Beasley, I think those four can get you 85 points per game. You just need the other four to get you 25, and you're averaging 110 per game. Um, I think they had some really good locker guys, and especially like Patrick Beverly, guys who've been there in the postseason, know what it's about. Also, watch out for Lando Balmaro. Heard a lot of good things about him from Argentina. He played for, uh, I believe, he played for Barcelona in the Spanish league, second best league in the world. Point forward, right? And I'm gonna throw this hot take out there. If they start to go slow early, D'Angelo Russell will be traded. And I like to add this: if they are absolutely terrible once again. Conley Towns might request a trade and might want out of there. Probably to join maybe his friend in Phoenix, Devin Booker in Phoenix, and I think they'll have no issue trading DeAndre and Conley Towns and like DeAndre and like Cam Johnson for uh Carl Anthony Towns. So be on the lookout uh for that. Number nine, this pays me to say once again is once again the Memphis Grizzlies. I love watching this team. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, um Jaron Jackson just got a bag. I think he got really overpaid but Dylan Brooks and John Morant are fun to watch Xavier Tillman um when you're in a team like Memphis where simply not many people want to come play with you I can't think of a you know big free agent that ever going there it's all home ground you got to reach on some of these draft picks and I think they reached on Zaire Williams he's a really disappointing freshman at USC but the potential is there he's a top five recruit for a reason and that's what we have to do because if he pans out right it's like Denver you're not getting free agents in Denver right so go take a chance on Michael Porter Jr. because if he is as good as you think he can be, he could really elevate your team and the trajectory. They did the same thing as Ira Williams. It's not going to be in this year, but if he can show signs of life of how good he was, and we'll see. They obviously added Steven Adams, uh, Bledsoe, they uh, they bought out. So 
I like the team. I think John Morant has the chance to take superstar leap. I thought he think I was, I thought he was a star, but he took the star star leap for me when he won that uh, playing game against the Warriors. That was a star. Now it's time for the superstar. Can he get them in the postseason? Winning record? I don't know because the West is just so deep. But I like them in the ninth spot this year, and um, those are the lottery teams for me in the Western Conference. All right, let's get into the playoff picks. In the eighth seat, I have the Portland trailblazers um listen this is a big year for portland and i know i say that for a lot of teams but terry stott's gone chauncey Billups in uh, dame might have crested out but he hasn't yet here's the truth once again every year if you can't prove you can't win this year dame's gonna ask out he really put the pressure on the organization and he tried man i tried he tried to get kelly wrote i think they did a better job than people think i think getting an athletic big like larry nance jr is a much better pickup a good backup five. They want to go small ball. And I was with Nurkic. They got a son Whiteside. Oh, no. They didn't get a son Whiteside. They let go of Whiteside. Pretty sure. Um, but then Tony Snell. Whiteside went to uh, the Jazz. Sorry. Uh, Larry Nets Jr., Tony Snell. Those are defensive-minded players that they just need. Tony Snell was shot like 50-something percent from three, which was insane in the regular season. And Ben McLemore, another shooter. Um, a big leap will be Anthony Simons. Um, he continues to get better, better, better. And I also think if he did so well, it will push the Trailblazers to trade Dame because they think they could have star potential. You could flip with that both ways. So 45 and 37, I think they go in the playing game against the Grizzlies uh, once again. First of all, I hate the playing game. That's back. It sucks. Um, seven, Dallas Mavericks. And I wanted to pull the trigger and put the Dallas Mavericks down the playoffs. I just think Luka is uh, that good. I hate Jason Kidd. Um, I'm going to just talk about how they did nothing with the roster. There's really nothing really to get into. They gave Tim Hardaway Jr. a big deal. Um, he sucks. I'm sorry. And I kind of hope it blows up in their face and they don't make the playoffs this year. And I'm kind of rooting for it. He was terrible in Brooklyn. He was terrible in Milwaukee. And for some reason, this is his third head coaching stint. Can someone explain how? Seriously, this is he's terrible. He is terrible, and I hope they underperform. I have him 46 and 36, which is around what they were last year anyway. So it's not underperforming, but or I guess like what their trajectory is. So it's not underperforming. It's just kind of being the same, and it's kind of what the roster is. Can he be the one to finally figure out the Luca Kristaps um, combo? Hasn't been done yet by Rick Carlisle. I think it was too Luca dominant. How's that going to be? All right, six Golden State Warriors. This is the most interesting team in the NBA this year. Okay. Um, Clay's expected back in December. They brought in Iguodala. Uh, they got out of Porter. I think is a really big, good signing. They're obviously deep. They had two top 10 picks in Kumanga and Moses Moody. I mean, this team is legit eight deep. Obviously, you have an MVP candidate, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Wiseman hopes to take a big leap in year two. Can Jordan Poole take a big leap with a much better roster in year three? Um, I like this team a lot. Here's what I just don't think people are going to understand. You're never going to get that same Warriors team with that defense. You're just not. Otto Porter is not an elite defender. Draymond Green's not the same defender he was anymore. And Klay Thompson cannot, most likely will not be the same defender anymore. Same with Iguodala. Like, they're good defenders, but they're not. Alt, like, they were the best in the game. Like, seriously, Klay Thompson was one of the best top five in the game. Iguodala was probably top ten in the game. Draymond was the most of best player. They're just not that anymore. So, Offensively, they might scare a lot of people because obviously out of Porter and Thompson and Poole, I mean, you got a lot of more, maybe more shooting than you did before, but you're not going to scare anyone defensively. 
That's why I have him six. And it's going to be a while to get the chemistry back fully with Clay Thompson being back. I think 47 to 35. If everything clicks for them, this team can win 55 games. And I truly believe that. But I just don't think it's there yet. But if I feel like they can be one of those teams where they're clicking at the end of the year, right? And everyone's like, oh, now you got a really good matchup in the first round. And now you're just going to continue to ride them, right? That's how I feel like the Warriors will be. Five, Denver Nuggets. Really not much to get into. They didn't really do much either. Um, they brought in Jeff Green, and Jamal Murray's not back till March. Can Jokic replicate what he did last year? It was one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen, especially when Murray went out. They continued to keep up the pace and winning. I don't know. I don't think he's winning MVP again. Can Michael Porter Jr. take an even bigger leap? He just got a max deal. Now you have to be an all-star. Now you got to play like an all-star. I'm talking 20, 20 to 24 points per game. I want Michael Porter Jr. to be averaging us. So that deal's not worth it to me. Um, and then Aaron Gordon. I mean, he's... He's just asking to be the third option, right? He was the first option in the Magic. Can he become the third option in Denver? Uh, well, what the? Find out. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, nothing like live podcasting. So that that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to right there to see for the Denver Nuggets. All right, uh, fourth, I have the Lakers. This kills me because I always put LeBron, LeBron led team high up there, but. I just think chemistry is going to take a bit. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. I've never seen LeBron James-led team. I've seen him lose more less than 50 games, but I've never seen them go under 500 right when he plays an entire year, so I'm not going to go that far. Um, listen, this is the whole new roster. Westbrook, Dwight Howard uh, returns, Bazemore, Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Allington, John Jordan, Malik Monk, Rondo, and now they just, uh, five minutes from recording, they decide Avery Bradley. Um, off waivers. It's going to take a bit. And THC's also had six-day weeks. He think is a pivotal thing in his roster. Yet, in any day, Russell Westbrook can carry the win. LeBron can carry win. AD can carry win. And not many teams have that. It's going to take a bit. I like the team. Uh, there's not a lot of shooting. And AD ending the game at fives is really going to help them against a lot of teams. He's finally going to play the five. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone's worried with... L- the Westbrook AD fit. It's the LeBron Westbrook fit. Harden, it didn't not work with Harden, but it really worked really well when they were off to like not on the floor together. Uh, and it obviously worked with KD, but obviously again, it worked when they were better off the floor. So we'll see how this goes. I think they have a good first test with the Warriors in the first game, but 51 to 31 sounds right to me. Clipper, this is my surprise. Clippers are 52-30. and 30. So I got two really big surprises. I think Minnesota really outjumps their expectations, and the Clippers really outjump their expectations because they think Kawhi's out until February the earliest, probably more like April. But this team showed me a lot with Kawhi, and I think he can keep that up. They also had some lovely, I said lovely, nice depth pieces, Justice Winslow and Eric, Buffa, uh, Eric Bledsoe, and they get a Baca back who didn't play the entire postseason. This is a deep roster. Obviously, they got Terrence Mann, uh, Marcus Morris, um... Zubach, uh, obviously Paul George, Reggie Jackson, who balled out of his mind. I mean, this team can play, right? And also, historically, teams have a very good winning percentage when Kawhi Leonard is also out, I think, up towards of a 64%. So that's around 52 and 30. I think they really had your expectations so much. I think PG-13 can assert himself in the conversation, MVP conversation, and Ty Lue will assert himself in the Coach of the Year conversation. All right, the Western Conference comes down to two teams, the Jazz and the Suns. I have the Jazz as the second seed. 56-26. Not much has changed for them. I think Niang's a decent loss, but Pascal kind of plays the same. A little bit less three-point shooting, a little bit more defensive uh, versatility. They also got Hassan Whiteside. Um, 
once again, they're in the same boat as the Sixers, as I said before. They need the one seed to win. They couldn't even get out of the second round being the one seed. They need to continue to play that well, and hopefully one year it just clicks all together with their home fans. Dominic Mitchell is unbelievable. Um, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Mike Conley wasn't 100 healthy. Now you get him a little bit more healthy. Um, listen, at the top of their peak, almost a 60-win team. Or I think they did win 60. Um, number one offensive team, top five defensive team. Not many teams can say they did that. They just got outshot from three in the postseason. Crazy enough. Um, my number one team is the Phoenix Suns, and here's why. I think they have the best record in the NBA. Here's why. Their best player, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, yes, are on the other side. I mean, Devin Booker's around 25, 26. But the other three starters and main players, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Andre Ayn, are young. They have so much room to get better. Jay Crowder, like, they are legit... Seven deep, right? All seven of them could be starters. Jay Crowder could be a starter. I think Shamit could be a starter on a lot of teams, and I think Cam um, Cameron Payne, if he continues to play that, couldn't be a starter, but could be a legit six man on a lot of teams. I think they're legit eight deep. One thing can get in the way, and this news obviously broke today. Ain't didn't reach a max contract extension, um, which is interesting to me. I don't think he's worth the max because I think Phoenix is looking at it like this. Hey, yeah, with Chris Paul on this team, you're worth the max, but are you? Chris Paul's not going to be on this team in two years. Are you really going to be worth that money then? Hence why we wanted to give you a shorter deal. He said, no, I wanted the five-year deal. Obviously, it makes sense on both sides. I see the argument. Um, but he's got room to grow. So if he plays to his potential, like the number one potential, go average 20 and 12 this year, take a little bit of pressure off Devin Booker. Bridges just got paid. Shamit just got paid. Go prove you should get paid too. Then Cam Johnson's got so much room to go. Grow. I think Mikael Bridges got so much room to grow. I, and DeAndre, I think this team can just get better. And that's true. I think Chris Paul can unlock that from them. So I got the Phoenix Sun as the best record in the NBA at 57 and 25. Those are my Western Conference predictions. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad for both sides. We'll see how it goes. That's the fun part about it. All right, let's go into awards. I think last year I went over the year before I got one. I don't know. Maybe I've never gotten one right. I should really start keeping track. But uh, first, let's go into my first award, which is the Coach of the Year. I think it's Ty Lue. I think the Clippers extremely outperform expectations, winning a lot of games when Kawhi is not there. They assert themselves as a top three seed in the West, and Ty Lue, uh, the uh, beneficiary of that and the head of the snake of that, gets Coach of the Year from that. My six-man role, I'm in between two. I'm just going to keep going with Clarkson because he has the volume to do it. Watch out for uh, Tyler Hero. As a potential uh, six-man year role, a bounce-back year. But otherwise, I just don't see how Jordan Clarkson doesn't get in back-to-back years between uh, him and Ingles. Because he just he's a flamethrower when he gets out there. He's got the ultimate green light. No way he can't average 17 to 19 a game on a team that I think can win 56 wins. It's hard to bet against that. Uh, most improved player, I got Keldon Johnson from San Antonio. I think he'll have a little bit of a slow... I think he'll take the next step. Obviously, Pop put him on Team USA for a reason. Knows he can take the next step. Um, and then once they make a big trade during the year, maybe getting rid of Derek White or uh, DeJounte Murray, he'll really take the next step being the leader of that team. And I think he can average around uh, 17 to 19 or, you know, eight, 17 to 20 points per game. If he gets the 20, I think he's a real good shot, winning most improved player of the year. Rookie of the year, I got Jalen Green. Uh, I like Cade Cunningham a lot. He just doesn't have much talent, and the system fits Jalen Green better to score that 20 points game, the up and down stand style system. As long as he avoids injury, I think he'll outscore Cade Cunningham and also win a bit more games, which will give him the Rookie of the Year. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, I got Ben Simmons. I should have been right on uh, that last year. He got robbed by Rudy Gobert. I think 
he's more motivated this year because teams don't want it because of his trade value. So he's going to have to prove that he should get traded. How do you do that? Go win Defensive Player of the Year, prove you're the best defender in the NBA, which he already is, but go prove it by even more. Go win Defensive Player of the Year. And my MVP is Joel Embiid. Um, I'm going to flip that to saying Joel Embiid should prove to Ben Simmons why he should want to play with him. Not like second in the league wasn't enough for Ben Simmons last year for some reason. But uh, I think Philly for some reason, I am a Sixers fan, I get that. But sometimes you you can't write this kind of movie scripts. For some reason, I think this puts an on a weird motivation on this team, on Ben and the team to prove that they all got something to prove. And I think it either goes really, really well or really, really bad. I don't think it's an in-between thing. I think it either goes really, really bad or somehow end up at the 6th seed, 7th seed, where they just make, you know, struggling to make the playoffs and, like, they're really going through it. Or this goes insanely well. I don't see a scenario where they win, like, 49 games. It's either, like, 55 games or, like, 45 games and i think the 10 game difference is obviously monumental in the nba nba champion um i've gotten this right once so i guess we will count that because i got the lakers i got the nets over the jazz surprise with the jazz i think they just click a little bit more this year um i think donovan mitchell can really assert himself in the superstar denim and i think they just got outshot by the Clippers. I think what happened was such an anomaly. I really do think the Jazz were a better team. I just think the Clippers got as hot as you could ever get. And people were hitting threes. Like Terrence Mann had like eight threes in one game. That just doesn't happen. I think one half they had 16 threes. I think it was just an anomaly. It's just how the luck of the draw goes. Sometimes I think the Jazz bounced back in a major way and made the NBA Finals this year. It's either them or, I mean, I really like the Suns too, but if the Lakers can put it all together, I think everyone wants to see a Nets-Lakers finals, then I'll pick the Lakers. But right now, I just don't see it going all the way through. So I got the Nets over the Jazz in uh, the NBA finals. Listen, that's the NBA season. Um, listen, obviously, this isn't, a lot of it's not going to be right. And I'm going to always update my predictions of what I'm, what I'm thinking at the moment. I'm going to be tweeting a lot more in the NBA season. The NBA is my bread and butter. It's what I love the most. So check that out at NoBlockSports1. And check it out on my regular Twitter, you know, catching all my Sixers Nation stuff and my NBA predictions on PickWise at J underscore Green 4599. Until then, like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for uh, for the wave. You made it all the way through. Um, I'm really sorry for the delay. It's been real busy. And, um, you know, I'll see you guys next time. I can't wait for the NBA season. I hope it's a great one.